And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us today. Well, the National Farmers Union released the 2023 numbers for the farmer's share of the food dollar report covering several items typically found at a 4th of July cookout. The NFU says every year the troubling trend of farmers earning less of the dollars Americans spend at the grocery store is continuing. NFU President Rob LaRue said, quote, whether it's the highly consolidated meatpacking industry or harmful mergers in the private sector, farmers and consumers are being squeezed out of their hard-earned money, and it doesn't have to be that way, end quote. For example, eight-count hamburger buns retail for $3.49, but the farmer's share is only $0.10. Cents. Party-sized potato chips are $5.99, but the farmer's share is just $0.29. Cents. Two pounds of ground beef is $11.07, but farmers get just $3.42. Last year, the USDA said the farmer's share of the food dollar bottomed out at only $0.14.5 cents of every dollar spent. Well, the Biden administration is not giving up on its WOTUS rule, even after the Supreme Court in May struck down the rule's cornerstone, the significant nexus test for EPA power over wetlands. The Biden EPA and Army Corps insist they could still implement the bulk of their Waters of the U.S. rule, according to National Cattlemen's Beef Association Chief Counsel Mary Thomas Hart. The EPA and Army Corps of Engineers um, have now said that they believe they can make some small adjustments to the existing WOTUS definition and basically give us a direct final rule that will comply with this Supreme Court standard without going through notice and comment rulemaking. NCBA and a coalition of groups have asked a federal district court in Texas to strike down the Biden WOTUS rule nationwide, given the Supreme Court's unanimous decision in Sackett versus EPA. Hart argues a surgical approach to fixing WOTUS won't work. The only surgery I think that would effectively work to make this current WOTUS definition um, comply with the Supreme Court's holding in Sackett is a full quadruple open heart surgery, right? It's going to have to be some real major revisions um, just because the, the significant nexus standard is the cornerstone of this definition. The high court in a victory for private property rights ruled a wetland must have a continuous surface connection with a U.S. water to fall under the EPA's control. The Biden rule is under injunction in 27 states and not being enforced in the remaining 23. Well, with the month of July, that brings important FSA deadlines. Carl Josephy, a county farm service agency executive director from Oklahoma, says producers need to be aware of a few upcoming deadlines. We've got a hard deadline coming up uh, July the 17th. That will be the acreage reporting deadline for all spring and summer crops, your CRP, your fruits and vegetables, pecans, grass acres, and any other cropland, even if you didn't utilize it for anything, it needs to be reported as idle uh, so that all of your acres are reported for the year. Another hard deadline, Josephy said, is July 14th. Friday, July 14th is the deadline for producers to sign up for the ERP Phase 2 and the PARP programs. ERP is the Emergency Relief Program Phase 2, which was intended for those producers who may or may not have gotten a payment under ERP phase one uh, for disasters that occurred during 2021 and or 2022. ERP is a revenue-based program and producers will need to visit with their accountants, their CPA, an attorney, or whoever does their taxes to see if they qualify for that program. 
PARP is a program that is also a revenue program that is only applicable for the 2020 crop year. It is also uh, a program that looks at the loss of revenue when compared to 2018 and 2019, but it, it's only for the pandemic uh, occurred during 2020 when we first came out with the, the COVID issue and all the things that affected markets for livestock and crops. The revenue that counts under one program, Joseph e. said, may not be the revenue that counts under another. There's a lot of detail in each program that producers need to know about in the safest way to to look at those would be to look at the fact sheets there that are available online or go into your local FSA county office and ask for the fact sheets that describe each one of those programs. It varies from county to county, from state to state, so every producer needs to be on their own and look at those programs. There have been some changes that are occurring for those producers who are reporting their acres by Monday, July 17th. Joseph, he said, because when producers report their summer crops, sometimes they have more acres or fewer acres of those summer crops than they did in the previous year. Finally, he talks about what producers need to do who have faced damage to their livestock due to storms. If you have that situation, the very first thing you need to do is document it and maybe even have a witness document it with you. Documentation could include pictures and or video of the dead animals. You've got to tell us within so many days uh, when the loss occurred, preferably within 15 to 30 days. Let us know that the loss occurred. You can call the office and just phone us right when you notice the loss occurred, and we'll document it, and then you've got a record. And Joseph, he says that's just the first step of the process. You should contact your local FSA office to learn more. And also here on American Ag Today, South Dakota Attorney General Marty Jackley's joined with his counterparts in 16 other states to encourage Congress to pass legislation that would keep AM radios and new vehicles at no extra charge to consumers. Jackley says AM radio serves an important role in rural states such as South Dakota. AM radios, it's where people turn to severe weather updates, emergency information, local news and sports. And so a group of attorney generals were hearing about it. It kind of culminated last week for me in South Dakota, where there was an opportunity to join with several of my colleagues, uh, mostly and predominantly Republican, to address Congress about the need for this. Obviously, Senator Rounds feels similarly. He is supporting that legislation. We need this here in South Dakota because, again, this is oftentimes AM is where we have the reception. It's where we depend upon public health and safety announcements, and it's it's important to us. And the hope is that Congress will act on this and act on it quickly. Jack Lee says so far, automobile manufacturers haven't approached the group to sway their support yet. It just came out, and so I would adventure to believe that our letters likely circulating. When you get a group of 16 elected attorneys general weighing in on an issue, I, I would guess that would begin a dialogue. Now, vehicle manufacturers have frequently tied the removal of AM radios from their products to the signal interfering with electric vehicles. In a letter to the Electric Drive Transportation Association and the Zero Emission Transportation Association, the state attorneys general said removing AM radio from electric cars would threaten the radio industry. They also wrote, quote, the decision to eliminate AM radios is even more problematic in light of the Biden administration's goal of having 50% of all new vehicle sales be electric electric by 2030, end quote. And both the U.S. House and Senate have introduced separate AM for every vehicle legislation. Listeners can show their support as well by filling out a form on the website, whyilisten.com. 
This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.